Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. All right. Welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, everyone. Super excited that today we are chatting with Lucas Aaroncraft from Wonderbelly. Wonderbelly is Wonderbelly is doing some exciting things in the interesting world of antacids. Very different um, category that really needed a little bit of a shakeup, and Lucas has gone ahead and done that. Lucas, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Can we open it up? Can you just can you just let everyone know? What is Wonderbelly? What are you doing? How are you revolutionizing the space right now? And I know I'm just like, I'm putting that out there that you're revolutionizing it, but you I love totally that. Are, so. I, I won't fight you on that. So yeah, Wonderbelly is a digestive health brand. And right now we, we're a new company. We launched with our first product, Wonderbelly Antacid. So what we're what we are at our core is we are a medicine company that makes medicine uh, with clean ingredients. And so our antacid is is just that. It's an antacid, but made with clean ingredients in sustainable packaging. And uh, as I like to think, amazing flavor. Yeah, that's like one of the pieces that really caught me. Like, well, there's a number of things that caught me that we'll dive into it. But you actually have like fun flavors like it's a beverage or anything like that and for some reason no one else has ever really figured out to do that and you guys have it's honestly for me like we got into this it's myself and my brother who's my co-founder noah and i've used tums ever since i was 15 years old which at 15 it's sort of embarrassing to use tums because it is very much thought of like oh this is you know your grandparents product it's this is very much there's like an age stamp given to tums which is sort of starting to disappear these days which is really interesting but uh, just in, for antacids in general but yeah i've used them my entire life and and, and antacids in general i really want I want something that I really like enjoy. I want something that I really like look forward to because I I have to take them a lot. I have GERD. I have a condition that just basically causes chronic heartburn, acid reflux. So while we were doing this, I was like, oh, wait, I actually have the capability to create something I would I like would really love to use. So that's really what what spurred it. And it took, you know, it took a second to really get it right. It had to be really right, but we came out with strawberry milkshake, lemon sorbet, watermelon mint. We have a couple more in the pipeline, which is exciting. But I'm um, really one of the things that you know people would be excited about, and and these break away from this idea that medit like medicine doesn't taste good. There's people have like it's a it it tastes like medicine or it tastes like you know cough syrup has a very specific like when it's flavored it tastes like medicine it's a it's a it's an attribute that is usually negative so we wanted to sort of flip it on its head and make it enjoyable which like thank goodness i think people kind of it's so funny when things like this come out it's like why did this not exist before why are we still living with these products that 
that are riddled with chemicals and artificial fillers and additives, as well as having their beneficial piece, but there's a whole lot of unnatural things. But then they're also like not packaged in the way that we expect things. The flavors aren't exactly there and it becomes this negative experience. And Food and Bev is all about the experience and you guys have kind of like taken one that really needed a shift and and brought it to 2022, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. It was for, for myself, uh, you know, for the longest time, I didn't actually, I wasn't aware that there were a lot of other people like me out there. I always at a young age was like, I have an old man's body. Like that must be what, what's going on here. And then as we started to really dive in to like, okay, is, are there more people that would actually like something like this? It was eye opening to understand that I mean, there's there's a lot of stigmas around digestive health, which is another thing that we're we're constantly trying to tackle as a brand. But um, you know, millennials in general are actually experiencing heartburn at a higher rate than any other generation right now. It's fascinating, really. But uh, they are. I mean, they're getting older, but there's so many different factors that are all coalescing at one moment that all attribute to heartburn. So you know stress. These are pretty stressful times. Don't need to get into that right now, but I think we're all pretty aware uh, it's pretty stressful times. So that's a huge factor right there. You know, experimental and adventurous eating that is more popular than it's ever been, but specifically around hot and spicy food, you know, heat seekers, heat fanatics, people who love hot sauce, hot ones, Frank's red hot, like there's a whole culture around it. That's more popular than it's ever been. And 75% of people who actually love hot and spicy food, they experience heartburn. And then on top of it, you've got work from home, which means you're not as active. You're sitting at a computer all day. You know, your stomach's a little bit more compressed than it would be. There's caffeine, there's nicotine, alcohol. Like if you're feeling stressed, sometimes you might want to like relieve it by going out, having a drink. All of that will cause heartburn. So it's like all these things are combining on this generation. And it's causing them to have heartburn and acid reflux. And they aren't really being spoken to specifically around values, which is where we really want to come in is clean ingredients, um, sustainability, you know, uh, you know, walk down the pharmaceutical aisle, everything is plastic. And then enjoyment, experience and enjoyment around flavor. Okay. That must not have been easy, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand why you wanted to tackle it because you saw the need yourself and you're seeing what's happening, you know, with millennial generation that needs it. But I would imagine this was no easy feat. Talk to me about what that process looked like. And was it like, hey, we just figured out, OK, we need to get this regulated so easy or like, what does that look like? I would imagine there was maybe a few challenges along the way. A hundred percent there were and challenges that we actually didn't think were going to be the challenges that popped out. And I can explain, but the um, antacids have been around for a while. So there was like there. And so luckily there are people out there that know them very well on a scientific level, on, you know, a chemical level. So identifying those people were that was sort of the first hurdle. And that took a very long time. And so identifying those people to help us sort of like with the formulation. So my brother and I spent a lot of time researching, making a lot of phone calls and then identifying a manufacturer that was capable of doing this and sort of getting the right people around us was sort of that first step that could really help us because I'm a user, like I'm a super user. 
but I, I'm, I'm on the other end. I'm not the, the manufacturer. So really transitioning to that was getting the right people who could, who could get us there. And so that was the first hurdle. A lot of formulation. I definitely consumed more antacids than I think anybody has ever consumed because I was also sort of like the guinea pig being like, does this work? Yes, this works. But let's, let's change this. You know, the thing that was really surprising was the sustainability aspect. That was actually far more difficult to achieve than I would have anticipated. It's 2022. You know, we're inundated with articles about plastic pollution and climate change. And we're also inundated by claims of these big corporations and companies, big pharma included, but across all different industries about how they're innovating in different ways, packaging, you know, all these things to limit pollution, limit their waste, offset climate change. And when diving into it, it was just so clear that so many suppliers and vendors, and it was very greenwashed. It was sort of like, you know, we're still working on it, but like you can actually technically claim this by using this product. And it was like, no, that's not, that's not sustainable. That's just sort of sounds sustainable. So when we were looking for completely plastic free solutions, it was, it was really difficult. And then also being pharmaceutically stable and, you know, being able to be certified as a pharmaceutical package. Uh, it couldn't have just been anything. It had to pass rigorous testing and rig- rigorous certifications and all of that. So the entire process is, was really difficult to find these different pieces that we had to sort of put together that I was going into it being like, yeah, it should be abundant. You, you know, there's so so much demand for it right now. And we're still so far behind the eight ball in terms of we're so reliant on plastic and so many other things. It's moving much slower than I anticipated at this at this stage. Was there ever a time when you questioned, gosh, does this really need to be sustainable? Do we really need to have it taste amazing? Can't it just be like a little bit better than Pepto-Bismol? Did you ever right. question those guardrails that you had for yourself? I don't know. If, I can't really say I questioned it. For me, I was, I can say that I was questioned a lot by certain vendors, by certain being like, you know, we could make this a lot easier if you just conceded. And it was just so, it kept me up a lot. You know, it was really difficult, but it, was, it just felt so enough. It, I didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel right. It would have been something that but would have bugged me for so long. And I really needed to believe in the product is what was, is what the end, end result was. I'm a very passionate person. And so, there were certain things for me that it really needed to achieve, you know, with flavor. I was, you know, my my brother and I, while we were putting this together, we were not very easy to work with because we were bit like, they were like, yeah, uh, we here, like, tried this sample. And I was like, it's just not there. You need to go back just a little. And they're like, no, this is what this tastes great. And I was like, it need like, it needs to be great. It really needs to be great. So you know, we have really high expectations and standards, but it, we're a medicine. Like at the end of the day, we need to get it right. And we need to do right by people because we're, we're serving a very important purpose in their lives. You need to have those like standards, right? And that's great. Like pushing those pieces, having those guardrails and be like, no, we need to go back. We need to get it right. I think just goes to show the commitment to making sure that the end user is really satisfied. And especially you being the end consumer, like, you know, 
gosh, do I want to be chewing on this three times a day? Like, yeah, is that exciting? I had to have, I, I side note, I tried, I Pepto-Bismol, like the chewables. I had heartburn for the first time in my life a few months ago. And I was like, oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, yes. <laughs> I was like, how did, I don't understand how people do this all the time. It's like, I like had them in my purse and I was like, these are not delicious at all. And it's, it's really refreshing that there's like actually some other alternatives out there now. Yeah. It, I mean, it's great. It was, you know, it's, it's born out of necessity. It's, it's something that, you know, there, this is, this is what there is. There's not really an alternative. It works. It gets the job done. I'd rather, you know, this taste than this, you know, feeling of whatever discomfort, pain, nausea, like that usually wins out. So in those moments, it's, it's sort of like, a, okay, I'm willing to, to go through this to get the relief I need. And we, we just, you know, that, that wasn't what we, we wanted. Um, and there is, you know, uh, you know, how we look at it, there's a lot of things to be disgruntled, unhappy, uncomfortable with in the world. There's more than enough. Relief should not be one of them. So are you concerned with like taking on a massive giant in this industry that's never been taken on? How do you feel about that? Are you concerned? Are you excited? Are you like, like, what are your thoughts around that? Because it's really just you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's some great, you know, there's some other companies in the clean medicine space Mm -hmm. um, that I think they're doing phenomenal work. And I'm somebody who, you know, my brother is as well. Like we both, we want people to come in. Like competition isn't so worrying to us because it it helps us learn. If somebody's doing something, we get to understand, okay, we get to watch them. Okay, you're doing this right. Oh, wow, that's that's really good. Okay, we should, or you're doing this very wrong. Good, stay away from doing that. When it comes to like the the big industry players, these 90-year-old companies, it's really exciting to go up against them. It's very David and Goliath. And, you know, it's sort of exciting to play that under underdog narrative. But yeah, it's it's exciting. We of course, it's scary because it's ambitious, but every day, like all we have to do is inch up. We don't have to go an entire mile at once. Every inch is a win as we grow. So, you know, if we were already really big, inches wouldn't really matter. We'd be constant. But right now it's just so exciting because every little level of growth is is a high five. And so I, don't, I, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely like this David and Goliath situation, right? Which makes it really exciting. And I think that people are really, people love to root for the underdog. And it's like, especially when the values are aligned to you, right? What's the reception been from people right now um, when they first get exposed to it? And how are you getting people to know about the brand? So we, you know, there's a couple things when we launched, definitely aimed at being purely D2C. So used very traditional marketing channels, social search, search was a big one um, for us, being really creative, being loud. And so like a big part of our brand is being somewhat irreverent because it, it a helps us really speak authentically to millennials by sort of speaking the same language, the language I, I normally speak. I didn't want to come at it from a really sterile pharmaceutical language perspective, that's been done. That's what's out there already. I really wanted to come at it from like the way I think about Wonderbelly as a brand is I really want this brand to very much feel like a friend that's sitting next to you, helping you through some 
thing, right? Like not necessarily like a doctor looking down on you, just saying like, this is what you need. All right, good luck. So we really stood out with a lot of our, a lot of just like our, our branding in general. And that's how we, we were able to draw a lot of people in. And then um, from there, it just, it came down to those high standards of experience, like the flavor, people love the flavor. And that's what I, I'm just so happy to see that people are really amazed because a lot of times better for you, there's compromises. And that's really what we were trying to avoid is people anticipate, you know, better for you. I'm, it's it's going to be, you know, it's not going to taste great or maybe better for you. It's, it's, it offers, you know, maybe uh, the ingredients I want, but it might not be as effective or something. We really wanted to, to sort of change, change that. So it's really great to see people come out of it being saying, wow, this works. Like this works. It tastes great. Like people love the packaging. People love the brand. And that's, I mean, that's, you can't ask for anything more than that. And of course, before you launch, you're starting to second guess everything. And like, wait, you know, you're, you've been in it for so long that you're, you, it's like when you say a word so many times, it starts not sounding like that word. So it's so hard to look at it objectively, but yeah, it, it's really exciting. And how long were you guys in development from like idea to this actually hitting the market? Idea was uh, really like 2020, sort of beginning of 2020 and started development. Yeah, like we, we got into development like nine months, 12 months later or something. And, uh, you know, after that, I would say roughly from idea to market, it was about two years but the thing is, and so Noah, my my brother and co-founder, he comes from a tech background, which is phenomenal. He, you know, he's been an entrepreneur for a very long time and has, he started a, an amazing deep tech audio hardware company back in San Francisco. It was called Doppler Labs and it did these amazing revolutionary things. And so he comes from that, that Silicon Valley tech background. So we applied a lot of the principles that he's sort of gained from that. These like, you know, these rapid iteration, high expectations, you know, it is very like work hard, but the industry moves very slow. So working with us, it was, we were expecting, you know, a lot from people when we were going through everything. But, uh, yeah, we, we were like, look, it's it, there's some new blood being pumped into this, and we want to, you know, move a little faster than what y'all are used to. Which is so good. I mean, if especially when you have this like fiery passion piece behind it, you're like, okay, let's go. Like, we, we want this out there, and maybe there's also the sense of like, if we don't get out there and claim this spot in people's, you know heads and wallets, someone else might. And while there, of course, is like a land of abundance, you also want to be kind of like that first brand out there that they try that is a different option than what they've been used to. Right. Totally. Totally. And how is it running a business with your brother? Have you guys ever run a business before? What is that like for you guys? So it's been amazing. It's been great. And honestly, uh, there's we weren't like super close growing up. It, it was very much like younger brother, older brother dynamic. But right after college, we sort of like it, maybe it was me. I don't know. I can't speak for him. He's actually sort of been an adult much longer than I have. But um, we both were sort of adults at one point. It like sort of just became this like, oh, we're not kids. We're not like 
And we started to really understand each other on a much deeper level. And um, we were both working, it, you know, doing separate things and constantly collaborating during that. And then after we we sort of left those things, we were trying to figure out something we could do together because there are strengths that he has that I just am completely devoid of that I like, I would never be able to do this without him. Like 1000% would never be able to do this without him. He's got superpowers that I'm like, I, I don't even know anybody who has those. So like, you know, there's ways that he makes me stronger, definitely ways that I make him stronger. And so we're able, and we also understand each other. Like I know who he is at, at his core. So like, there's a lot of ability to communicate really clearly not so much walking on eggshells because I can just speak. We know each other. So it's been great. It's And it's also been great for just like our relationship and finding a new way to communicate beyond just being brothers, but being both co-workers, co-founders, speaking in a new way. It's been a really interesting way of just de- further developing our ability to communicate with each other. That's so good. I love that. It's like you have this person that you can... Um really honestly and openly communicate with, which allows allows you guys to like move the business forward, I'm sure a lot faster because there isn't all those political pieces or anything like that. God right. bless the people closest to us. They get to see the best of us and the worst of us. Yeah, um, but it allows us to have more direct communication with them, right? Which is really great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely very fortunate. Not, yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't think I, I would have started this without him because it, the entire story is just it's very close to me but to us like and yeah it's 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 been a, a, an amazing thing my brain is very much on the creative vision i like to dream he is business you know he's feet on the ground yeah charging forward so yeah it's a really great combination yeah yeah it sounds like it absolutely and it seems like you see both of those pieces from the brand the pure creative piece and then you see just like the business model of how you guys have gone forward the two pieces are clearly working together very well yeah thank you do you think is the plan always to be dtc or do you plan to try and disrupt a retail eventually as well so amazing question and you're you're asking at a very amazing <laughs> in wonder belly's existence so basically the idea was, you know, we, again, we're a medicine. We require for people to really believe in us. We require a very high quotient of trust uh, compared to other categories. Maybe there are things that, you know, impulse buy, but a lot has to go into wanting to decide I'm going to trust this medicine to take care of me. So we went into it knowing that. So we, we knew that if we went directly to the shelves and we were next to these brands, Tums, uh, Rolaids, Alka-Seltzer, Pepto-Bismol, brands that have been around for some 95 years, brands that you grew up with them in your medicine cabinet, your parents grew up with them in their medicine cabinet, and same with their grandparents. It would be really hard to, from inception, convince people to, to instead of reach for Tums or, or Rolaids or Alka-Seltzer or whatever it is, to sort of shift their hand and be like, you know what, I'm going to just I'm going to throw caution in the wind and just try something I've never heard of before. That would be really difficult. So we understood that. So we really wanted to optimize around when we launch, we're, for, we're going to use D2C as this vehicle to gain brand awareness, brand recognition, speak to our, the, our cohort that we want to speak to in a place that they already exist, that we know that they're, they're, they're already. And also 
D2C is, is, is a market that, you know, antacids aren't really popular. And so we do have a little bit more room to make noise there, but that was the goal. And it, you know, suffice to say it worked. It worked really well. We were really surprised, but we, you know, very happily surprised. Things started to move really fast. We were really receptive to the brand, to the product. And so we are, are speeding up our, our roadmap to go to retail and, uh, happy to say, I can't say exactly who, but we're, we're, we're partnering with some pretty massive retailers and, uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. That makes so much sense. Like, I love the fact that you guys are going in there because I mean, consumers are looking constantly for better free products, right? But you're right. Like they need to trust it because it's an actual problem. It's not like, okay, if this cookie isn't delicious, well, okay, not a big deal. It's like, no, then I'm in pain. I can't like go about my day. I can't do the thing. So they really, really do need to have that trust. But like, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see this in, you know, drugstores, grocery stores, because it is people are already like they are looking for that. I think they'll be really receptive to it, obviously. And it makes so much sense for that consumer to be like, hey, there is a better option. And you guys happen to be in this wonderful industry, too, where it's like, I mean, people typically don't just buy it once. Like, you know, they're buying it for a long time until and if they can tackle the underlying issues that they have. And a lot of people can't, and this just becomes part of it, which um, as a business model is also really good for you guys. So I totally, like, like there is that 100%, that lifetime value, which we, you know, we hope to win over the hearts and stomachs of people. The puns in the digestive health space are unavoidable. It is so hard to have a conversation without saying something like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to have to trust our gut on this. No pun intended. Just things like that. It's really hard to avoid those. But yeah, no, to that point, antacids are definitely a product that people already are buying in store. So it would be a pretty big uphill battle to change consumer purchasing behavior, especially since it is for most people an immediate need. It's not something like I have heartburn. I'll get something that'll come in three days, right? So convenience is a huge factor there. So being in retail is really like sort of where we will be making our home inevitably, but also being omni-channel, but retail will really be where most people will have the, the best access to get to us. That being said, our goal, like which strays very differently from from pharmaceutical and industry in general is, and this is just a big part of our ethos and, and principles is we want, like we made a clean ingredient and as for the purpose that if, you know, we want you to, to be happy with, with your choices and all that. But if there's a way that you can figure out how to not need to even take antacid, we are 100% for that. Because that means you're not suffering. And like, that is real. Myself, it's very much a mechanical issue. It's not so like with my condition, it's a mechanical issue. So lifestyle changes do make somewhat of a difference, but it really comes down to just like how things are put together inside of me. But there are people who it's like, you know, if you take out a few things, you can actually really, you don't have to take or rely on, on, on certain things. Um, and we're all for that. We really want to encourage that um, because at the end of the day, like we are medicine, we're for health. And that's what we want to do, whether it's us or not, like whether you're using us or not, that's what we want to do for people. That's also kind of very different than the traditional pharmaceutical, not to go into it too much, but in terms of just like 
hey, if this happens to, you know, also while we're trying to fix this issue, this other issue also maybe gets messed up. Not really a big deal. And you guys are really approaching it from a, a holistic, we genuinely care about your health. And, and that is at the core of it. If you do need to take something, this is a great alternative and uses great ingredients. I make sure to be aware of what I'm putting into my body. And I personally look for companies like yours that take this into consideration. I know, you know, as myself, as someone who lives a pretty natural lifestyle, those things are really important and it becomes like a trade-off in terms of, okay, I get relief, but I have to deal with all these. Do people really want to have those, right? And you're giving people an option to not need to make trade-offs. Yeah, no, that's totally. And education is a huge part of it. And that's something that is, it's difficult, but stigma, education, like they play a big role. And one thing that we're, we're focusing on, we have this community that we're building called guts and butts. The entire thing around it is sort of breaking the stigma that surrounds digestive health that keeps people from fully understanding what's going on inside of them. And also being able to speak up like big part of my story and big reason I I have digestive health issues is because I suffered from an eating disorder growing up. And when I was 15 years old, I, I developed bulimia and I struggled with that for a while. I in no way, shape or form felt comfortable speaking up about it. It was so much shame. And that's definitely on the extreme end of things, but all the way up to like farting and pooping and gas and all of that stuff, people are ashamed about. It. People are ashamed to talk about it, which is, it, you know, in itself is an odd thing to be ashamed of when everyone does it. Like we all know there's no, everyone does it. So actually the reality is if you don't do it, that should be what's weird. That's worrisome actually. But yeah, we're like, these are silly words that are hard to take seriously, but if we can get to a place where we can all comfortably talk about what's what's going on with our buddies in, in a way that is, you know, we understand and we're educated, but also not afraid to talk about, then we can, a lot of us can get the help that, that we need that we might not be getting. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, you're taking away that like negative stigma around it all and just making it a part of living, heck, a part of aging. Okay. Us millennials, we're getting a little, we're getting a little older now, right. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what keeps happening, but it's like years are going by or something. I didn't I authorize know. this. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this, but yeah. you're taking that away. And I, I thoroughly enjoy going when I was on your website, like just the, I love my food puns as well. So you have all these great gut puns and seeing the like, guts and butts piece, you make it fun in an, in a category that traditionally has been very serious, very dusty, and you've millennialized it, which is beautiful. And you've brought a product that people are really looking for. Yeah. Yeah. That was a goal. Definitely. Well, you've definitely nailed it. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. If people want to find you guys right now, where is the best place for someone to grab some Wonder Belly? So you can go to ours website wonderbelly.com we're also available on amazon and we're available on thrive market awesome how have you found the i know so many brands they're always like i have people in camp i love amazon i'm gonna build my entire business on amazon other people are in team or camp like oh my god i don't want to be on amazon at all I'm personally a big believer of doing it the way that you guys have, where you've got both. You, you like you have Amazon, but then you have from your own website. What are your thoughts? Did you guys ever struggle with the like, do we go on here? Do we not go on here? Yeah. How did you guys come to that? And, and what did that look like for you? 
I think for the decision, it really it's category specific and it's it's where are your consumers like what are they willing to do? Are they willing to go to your website solely to purchase your product? Um, and for us, you know, we we just recently launched on Amazon because a big part of it was like we really want a like we want to build it initially for the first several months so that we do have a direct line with the people buying it we want to be able to engage with them those sort of people who are willing to be the first to believe in us we really want to understand them what do you like about wonderbelly what do you not like like how can we learn and if they're coming direct to us we do have that direct line so we can really understand and grow accordingly then we launched on amazon but mainly because amazon it's it's part of that sort of marketplace mentality that antacids are already purchased in. It's one of those things. It's an add to cart, whether you're in a store or you're online, it's still one of those things that you buy while you're already buying a lot of other things. So it allowed us to start that motion of getting in, like getting in line with how people were already purchasing their antacids and where they were going already to purchase antacids um a lot of people like they know what they're already going to buy they're not typing into google right antacids they they know where to find them so uh it's just making sure we are there when when they're looking for them um all comes down to knowing your consumer for sure which you guys know quite a bit of right now yeah final piece for anyone who is at the early stages of starting a food company or maybe they've got this idea of like how they can revolutionize an industry as well like what advice do you have for early stage food founders who are who are maybe just starting out honestly like there's some pretty like i think my biggest advice is if you're looking to start something make sure it's something that you fully believe in because it makes it a lot easier you know like the decisions you have to make come from a much deeper place than I have to ask a bunch of people to find out what decision I should make. It, it really comes from within. So, you know, it, it definitely helps if you are the biggest consumer of the product that you're trying to make. But uh, if you're a, a believer of it, you'll know what decisions to make um, to guide you. And of course, you want external data to back it up. But um, I would say that's one of the biggest things. But also, yeah, authenticity is the other thing, I would say. Both wonderful pieces of advice and uh, can see that those have absolutely guided you guys to create a great product that you can feel great about, that consumers can feel great putting in their body and uh, help taking this industry to 2022, um, which is which is great and great to see. So, mm-hmm. Lucas, thank you so much. Guys, go check out Wonderbelly if you have any gut issues. Go check them out, wonderbelly.com. Go grab yourself some. If you are like most people out there, you probably don't enjoy what you are taking for this if you have issues. I know when I had to take those alternatives for a couple of weeks, I was like, this is disgusting. And I wish that I could have found something like this. So (laughs) thank you for putting this out into the world. And yeah, uh, excited to continue to watch you guys grow and see you grab those retail placements. I know that it's definitely shaking up a lot in the industry. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I I so appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thanks, Lucas. All right. Thank you. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. 
go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.